0: the sicha's chelik Tezvav parsha V'yeir sicha Gimel, a summary of the sicha. On the Pesach in this week's parsha, Hashem <speaking in> <Bible> Avram declared the name of Hashem as the God of the world. The Gemara says that you shouldn't read it. He declared the name of Hashem. He called out the name of Hashem. But Vayakri, he caused others to call out the name of Hashem. That Avram went around and he gave people to eat and drink and then he said to them when they wanted to thank him he said don't thank me thank Hashem give a blessing to Hashem and by this way he made the name of Hashem known in the world and the Medish continues and says what happens if somebody said no he doesn't believe in God he doesn't want to thank Hashem so Avram said to him okay no problem but you owe me a million dollars for the meals a million dollars for a meal he says, sure you're in the middle of the desert where are you going to get a meal here it's reasonable to charge exorbitant prices, and when a person saw that he would have to pay so much money he said, alright, I'll say whatever you want and he said, he said he thanked Hashem so it would seem from this story that when the people were saying it, if they were pressured into it when they said it, did they really mean it? they didn't mean it, so what does it mean that Avram I mean, was going about trying to make Hashem's name known in the world by telling people to say things that they don't really mean they're just doing it to get rid of him to not to have to pay the bill if we were talking about Yid so then we know that the Ramam says that the true will, the inner will of every Yid is to do every mitzvah and therefore sometimes uh, there is a certain resistance which comes from the Sahara. so what you have to do is break down the resistance of the eitzahara, so the true will of the Yid comes to the surface and when he does the mitzvah he does it because he really wants to so then it's called that he's doing it because he wants to but this is not necessarily true of a non-Jew so then what is the point of pressuring somebody to say something which he doesn't really mean and we know that the Ebi considered this avayda of Avraham to be so important that he said that through this you become my partner in the world my creations don't know who I am you made them known and made me known to them and therefore I consider you a partner that's called a partner that he makes people say things that he doesn't they don't really mean so what's the meaning? So, to understand this, we have to see, examine this idea of applying pressure to somebody in order to get a result. We find that in a number of places. For instance, in the story of the Meraglim. So, the Meraglim came back and they said, we'll never be able to conquer Echisroel. They're stronger than, certainly than us. They meant to say, even than Hashem. And we're not going to go. And the Yidin responded by crying all night. And then they, uh, they said, let's go back to Mitzrayim. So, Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to them, and as Rashi says, Hakol bidvarin, He struck them with his words. He spoke to them very sternly. And so, the people cried, and what did they say? They said, okay, let's go to Hetz let's go to Hetz right now. In an instant, they went from, let's go back to Mitzrayim. Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to them sternly. They suddenly want to go to Hetz by just by words Moshe Rabbeinu speaking to them rebuking them it changed their whole desire it cha- turned them around completely we find also uh, this explains also what it says in the Mishnah every day a voice comes forth from Mount Sinai and it declares woe to the people the Libriyas, for insulting the Torah because whoever doesn't in, uh, study Torah whoever's not involved in the study of Torah is sidelined, is called nozzle he's on the sidelines, we've no, no interest in him, so we have to understand about this declaration, this announcement, if the point is that people should begin studying Torah, so then wouldn't it make more sense that the announcement should be the Torah is such a holy thing, it's such a wisdom it's when you, when you learn Torah, you connect to Hashem. Speak up the qualities of Torah. Instead of saying, if you don't learn Torah, you insult the Torah and you're, you're on the sidelines. How is that going to get anybody to study Torah? How is that going to inspire anyone to study Torah? Especially that it's the uh, declaration has said, the le is Briyais the al it says, describes such people that have no quality other than the fact that they were created by Hashem. So if we're talking about such simple people that have no spiritual qualities and they're supposed to be inspired by yelling at them that they're insulting the Torah, that's how you're expecting to inspire them? So the answer is that a Yid doesn't really need to be explained about the precious, preciousness of Torah. And in, the, in the inner core of every Yid is of course the Nevesha which appreciates the beauty of Torah and the holiness of Torah. And there is a fountain of, of faith of Hashem and love of Hashem within every yid. The problem is that it is in the, not on the surface. It's all buried deep inside the yid, sometimes very deep. So all you need to do is break down the outer shell in order for the inner truth to come forth. So that's what this announcement is trying to do. It declares to the person... How far have you gone? You're willing to insult the Torah? And therefore, when a person feels remorse at having insulted the Torah, so the truth, the the beauty of Torah comes out from, because it exists within the Yid, so it comes to the surface and then doesn't really need an explanation about the beauty of Torah. That's well established within every Yid. There are some people that are on a higher spiritual level or on an average spiritual level that in order to reveal the Eir Neshama, you don't have to break down so much. You have to just get through to it. You don't have to break them down. You can shine the light of the Neshama on the Yid, and therefore is inspired to learn Torah. But Bria is people of a lower spiritual level. You have to break them down in order to allow what's inside to come forth. But even this announcement is said to such people, can only work for such people that, at least when you say to him, that you fall into a low spiritual level, he feels remorseful, he feels terrible. That's where I am. Oh, I've got to do something about that. But there are people where the goodness is so buried, the shell, the outer shell is so coarse, that even if you say you fall into a low spiritual level, he has no, doesn't care, doesn't mean anything, doesn't in any way inspire him to move, to do something, to change it. So for such people, the only way to do is to truly break them down you have to not just break the outer shell but you have to explain to them that they are nothing, they're evil they're mishuketz, metuav as the altar says in Tanya you sometimes have to say to your Yitzhahara to completely shatter it because even the fact that you fell to a low spiritual level doesn't mean anything anymore so there you have to truly break them down as an example we find in the Gemara a story with Rabbi Loza that was once traveling And he met a person, and the person said hello to him, and he said to the person, you're such an ugly... He didn't return his greeting, and he said, you're such an ugly person, are the other people in your city also as ugly as you? And there was a bit of an exchange, and the person said to him, go to the craftsman that created me, that made me, and tell him how ugly is the uh, the, the the, the vessel that he created. Which, of course, uh, Rabbi Lozer realized that he said something, you know, he shouldn't have said, and he uh, begged forgiveness, and so on. But the question is, did Rabbi Lazar not know that this person was created ugly by Hashem? He knows who cre- how a person becomes ugly. Hashem creates everybody. So why would he say something like that? What was, what was he thinking? And then in general, how do you talk to a person like that? To say you're an empty vessel, you're an ugly person why would he talk to somebody like that and the answer is of course that um, what he was talking to him was not about his physical appearance but about his spiritual appearance Rabbi Loza saw about this person that he was a lowly spiritual person he was completely empty of any qualities at all and therefore he he said to him how do you become so ugly spiritually speaking how did you you allow yourself to sink so low what was the immediate, in other words, that he had to break him down to let him see how ugly and how spiritually low he has fallen. What was the immediate result? The person said to him, go to the person, to the one that, to the craftsman that created me and tell him how ugly I am. In other words, suddenly he was aware that he was created by Hashem. He's immediately ready to declare that he was created by Hashem. And not only that he was created by Hashem, But when he says, to the craftsman who made me, that means that he already recognized that he was made with a purpose. It was a craftsman that created him. Somebody that had a purpose for creating him. So not only did he he recognize that Hashem created him, but he even recognized that there is a reason why he was created. That's how far Rabbi Loza became with just one statement. Breaking him down that way we can also explain the story a well-known story about the Rebbe Rashab at the beginning of his when he just became Rebbe there was a certain Yid that needed a great bracha he was in a very difficult situation about something and he needed a bracha and he went into Yechidus and they told the Rebbe the problem and the Rebbe said I can't do anything for you, sorry the person heard this he broke down into tears he went out of the room and he was crying, sobbing bitterly didn't know what to do as he was walking away, the, he met the Raza, the brother of the Rebbe Rashab. He asked him, "Why are you crying? What's the matter?" He said, told him the whole story. So the Raza went into the Rebbe Rashab's room. The Rebbe makes the point to say that this was at the beginning of the Rebbe Rashab's leadership. Perhaps what he means is that later he wouldn't have done something, said something like that. But at the at, he went into the Rebbe Rashab and he said, "How do you do this? That's how you treat people." comes in with such a difficult problem all you tell him is I can't do anything for you he's sobbing bitterly so the Rabbi Hashab put on his gartel in other words to prepare for Yechidus again and he said call him back in and when the person came in the Rabbi Hashab gave him a bracha and that bracha did become uh, fulfilled and he was helped from his problem the question is why did the Rabbi Hashab tell him that I can't do anything for you even if it was true Even, let's say, that he, he didn't know what to do for him. Say some encouraging words, tell him to have trust in Hashem. Say something encouraging, inspiring. Why did he just dismiss him that way? The answer is, he saw that the kind of bracha that this yid needed, he needed to be on a certain spiritual level to be able to receive such a big bracha. And he wasn't there. So therefore, he told him, I can't do anything, which brought the person to a feeling of why is it what am I going to do when he cried out to Hashem and it brought him it elevated him spiritually immediately as a result of his crying and then the Rabbi Hashab gave him the bracha now he was able to receive it so this whole idea that there's sometimes a need to break somebody down in order to be able to bring out a, a higher a better result can be true for a non-Jew as well even though there's a difference in how it happens for a Jew and a non-Jew, by a Jew, the goodness is there always, and therefore you just have to uncover it. By a non-Jew, when you break him down, you hope that it will lead to a better result. The better result is not there by default, but still there is something that can be gained by breaking him down. And that's what happened to Avrama Avinu. Now, Rabbi his general method was to go around explaining about Hashem, that there's got to be a God that created this, and it can't be the sticks and stones that you guys bow down to. And he had a philosophy that he was trying to explain. Many people related to it, but there were people, even amongst the Bnei Noach because there are lowly people and higher people, as we see that there's a difference between Shem, Ham, and Noyach, the literal ch- children of, of, of Noach. That uh, shame cham in that they cham was on a much lower level than shame, so we see there are differences. So he tried to explain to a person to a goy, there's a god and so on, and it's falling on deaf ears. The guy doesn't relate to it. It means nothing to him. Why? Because he's very coarse. So Avraham Avinu tried a different tactic, tried to feed him, s- say something nice, do something nice. He'll relate to it emotionally. Some people did. Some people didn't even relate to that, so therefore he had to break them down in order that his words that he explained to them earlier should finally get through. So it wasn't that he was making them say things that they didn't believe, he was making them, breaking them down in order so that his words should penetrate and mean something. And then they thanked Hashem and they really meant it and we have to take a lesson from that that just like Avram Avinu did it and he went to everybody and tried to influence everybody so also we are not it's not just people that come into your circle of friends that's who you work with you have to go out onto the street and meet anyone that passes by and try to have an influence on them and even if it, it seems like you have to put pressure on him to put on fillin, let's say what's it going to help? He, the only reason he's doing it is because he wants to get you off his back so that he can go on with his life does he really mean it's film? Somebody asks you, does he, what does it mean that he puts on film? Tomorrow he's not going to do it. He doesn't even mean it now. The answer is, look what, ha- what the Torah tells you about this. Avraham Avinu went around doing that and he thought it was important. And the called to call by this he becomes my partner in creation. And that was before Matan Torah. And that was with Goyim. Imagine after Matan Torah when the world is much more uh, able to Absorb spirituality, and it's talking about Yidden Certainly, that when he puts on Tfilin, this could lead to another mitzvah. And this could a uh, person become perfect in all of his Yiddishkeit as a result of that one event. And when we do this, and we make Hashem known to the people, Hashem will respond by making himself known, Mala Arz Deus Hashem, that the whole world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem through the coming of Mashiach the car of mamish.